Hey guys, welcome back to Classic Sundays. I'm here with Alita and Lena today. Chantel is in Vegas. And um, we watched The Time Bandits, which was Chris and Lena's pick for the month. Um, this movie is about a young history buff, Kevin, um, who can scarcely believe it when six dwarves emerge from his closet one night, former employees of the Supreme Being. They've purloined a map charting all of the holes in the fabric of time and are using it to steal treasures from different historical eras um taking kevin with them they variously drop in on napoleon robin hood and king agamemnon before the supreme being catches up with them so i guess let's just jump right into it all right this was your movie um piglina so you can start us off yeah, so it was Chris's pick, and he loves this movie. Loves, loves this movie. And it's actually, I found after, there's a trilogy. This is the young boy. There's a movie with um, about a middle-aged, about 30s, middle of life, kind of prime of life um, man. And then there's an old man as well. And it's different stories different fantastical plots, but all in different, the three main stages of life, young, middle, and old. Um, I personally wasn't a fan of the movie the first time around watching at all. Hated the parts with evil, Lord Evil. They've grossed me out the first time around. Yeah, he, I, he, it, it, He's meant to gross you out, though. Yeah, like it's the word moist for people sometimes. That's <laughs> that's how I could explain him. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. It's moist. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I loved the story plot. And I liked the fact that this one movie can spark conversation about good versus evils. Devil versus Christianity in terms of God and devil and all of that. In terms of, you know, technology too. Because the what's his name kevin yeah. what's it his poor this poor got a kid had his parents were beyond emotionally neglectful and they were stuck in this keeping up with the joneses nonsense and with wanting to have everything pristine and perfect and you had that draw with the plastic on the couches to the plastic on the evil henchmen's that they were wearing too so I liked the different draws and then the time of, you know, legends and all of that. So I thought it was good in that point. And I thought it, overall it was a good movie. Like a good, classic, kids fantasy movie that we don't get today. Today, so many movies, I don't know how you feel, Alyssa, but today so many movies I feel like talk about lessons and you know healing traumas and family and it's great i love it but sometimes you just want a fantastical plot just to watch it and to see you know some dwarf steal the mona lisa in the 17th century and then go to robin hood times in like the 10th century i feel like um with our movies right now they're too on the nose with their um they're like teachings, if that's how we, like what you can say. With yeah. this one, like you could, you definitely saw what they were trying to show you with like, you know, technology is kind of like not everything. You should not neglect your own kids to be like, you know. They were were worried about the toaster than their child burning in the yeah. building. So it's like, 
this one was more of a fantasy, but you still got that, like, when adults are, like, watching it, that yeah. they can understand. But, like, nowadays, like, kids' movies are, like, they want to make kids understand. And it's to a point where you're, like, okay, cool, like, you know, but this one's definitely, like, if an adult is watching it, they'll understand it. But if a kid's watching it, they'll be, like, this is cool, I love it. But I definitely feel like it's it wasn't... Okay, so if you are going to watch this, it is something that is very, like, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss a lot. Yeah. And if you miss a lot, then you're going to not understand what's happening. And then you're not going to enjoy it whatsoever because it it does move very quick. Like, the whole conversation about the time holes was, like... 40 minutes into the movie, and it was, like, two sentences. And then it was gone. And, and then it was like, done. <laughs> so, and so you would totally lose it. I, my favorite scene, though, was the part where Kevin and King Aganenman. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I like the fact that he comes back as the firefighter. And, and like saves Chris, him. Yeah, and Chris's take on it, and I guess this is, I guess, the more standard take is that Kevin, at the end, you don't see it, but at the end, he would be adopted by... The firefighter, firefighter, which is King Aganenman, yeah. which I I think that's great because he, that poor kid deserves some decent parents. Yeah, but overall, it was, it was a pretty good movie. I would say you just you definitely have to be paying attention. Otherwise, you're probably not gonna like the movie. It's something that where you have to have it like that's the only thing that you're doing. Um, it's not like it's a background movie. Yeah, it's not a background movie where you can understand it even if you're not fully watching it. And I I liked it. I would definitely want to watch it one more time just to actually like be fully into it because we were talking while we, we were, were watching. Talking. Um. So, but other otherwise, like I didn't have a problem with it. I definitely enjoyed watching it. Um. Story plot is basically a kid that is neglected by parents that are more interested in technology and in being the the cool people on the block. And he gets stuck sucked into this adventure with some dwarves dwarves who work, work for, for the god. supreme being also you know hinted as being god that. and uh at the end god being generous benefactor <laughs> supreme being that he is he just demotes them to there's lichens yeah lichens and shrubs or something yeah. and they get a demotion of 19 percent cut to their salary from the beginning of time yeah be, but it's you also get certain things in there that I thought was interesting with him, this dry English humor where he's like, what, do you think it was the only map? I'm the supreme being. There's Of course there's more than one map. I gave you that map. Yep. And they're, like you could see the empl- former employees' faces. Like, like, like really? <laughs> like they straight up actually thought they stole the only map with the time holes. So you get that, and it's it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. But Overall, it's a good movie. Good movie. Uh, good pick for. Definitely, I would choose this one over Rubber. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, a little bit better of a story plot. Um, I think less it, uh, a gimmicky with this one. I feel like this one was um, created by the guy that made Monty Python um, and the Holy Grail, and I think they also did Life of Brian. Yeah, I think it, or like it had some of the same creators yeah. on both movies. So if you watch like the Holy Grail but with Monty Python, um, that one is basically roughly around the same premise, like wise, like comedy. So I feel like if you like that, you'd probably like this movie. But yeah, no. Um, I Didn't guess... Chantel sense some? Um... She said fun facts. Yeah, she has fun facts. So we can us. go into our ratings right now, and or do we do fun facts before ratings? We do ratings before. Okay, fun yeah. Facts. I don't know why I blanked out, but I didn't too. <laughs> so if you want to do your rating first, I'll do mine after. I give this movie a solid eight. 
For the rating. For the rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give it a seven, but that's just because I wasn't fully paying attention. So I feel like if I'm watching it again, because I did rent it, I might watch it tonight again just to have like a good um sit through of it. Yeah. I I would probably do it like an eight or a nine as well because I felt like it was a, it was a good movie, but I needed you need to pay attention to it. Yeah, and it was I was giving you like the stuff we talked about with mm-hmm. the you know the plastic wrapping and all that. You're giving stuff. me like I was giving you that facts in, that those that information that we otherwise wouldn't have had that I got from Chris. Yes, but we watched it like twice too. So it was not a movie that was just, just one sitting. Yeah, and then we you're t- like we kind of talked through the movie, and then the second time around was a little more yeah in depth. But I guess we can jump into fun facts. Chantel, because she went to um, Vegas, um, we're kind of jealous of her. At least I am. And then next weekend, Lena's go going Vegas. to New York. So I'm just here living my life. Just you're going to Boston soon. Yeah, but that's only in Maine. It's only for a weekend. But anyways, um, so fun facts. Uh, so Chantel's first fun fact. She gave us five of them. Um, the first one is no studio wanted to make this movie. So executive producers George Harrison and Dennis O'Brien mortgaged their office building in Cadogan Square to raise five million to make it. So I knew I remember it was a five million budget, and I think he made something like forty million dollars at the end. I mean, it's it's a good comedy. It's a very eighties like dry humor like. It's a very British 80s British movie. Yeah, you like if you like Monty Python or Life of Brian, this is a good movie. Um, Sean O'Connor O'Connery or what is it called? What O'Connery. Is it? I think. Yeah, he's very attractive in this movie though. I oh, was yeah. like, okay. I, I can see why he was James Bond. Like I, I get it. Yeah. Um. So he did a good king. It's yeah. Good to be the king. Exactly. So number two, the evil genius has captured the time bandits in the cage. He walks up the stairs. It was not David Warner, but a double because Warner suffered from vertigo. Oh really? Yeah. So the guy huh. that was the the devil was um a scent double for that part I never even noticed no i think it was from the back though it so that makes be. sense um okay so number three executive producer dennis o'brien was against the ending of kevin's parents being blown up the writer producer and director terry gilliam had to fight to keep it in the movie o'brien was the only was only convinced that the violent ending could stay after an advanced screening of the movie was held for an audience full of children the first child who was asked what his favorite moment of the movie was excitedly proclaimed the parents being blown up so a kid (laughs) saying the parents dying made him want to keep it i mean it was pure concentrated evil yeah and he's like don't touch it he warned them don't touch it and what did they do touch it the sunday rose too long and they touched it yep yep it's on them all right so for four kevin's parents demise at the end of the movie is their comeuppance um which makes sense kevin's parents who are uncaring and neglectful died because they ignored kevin and didn't listen to him about the toaster oven if they had listened to him they would have still been alive so yeah that's just exactly what you just said earlier pure concentrated evil 
And then number five, (laughs) Um, John Cleesey, who played Robin Hood, and David Warner, who played Evil Genius, both later narrated different Winnie the Pooh films for Disney. Warner narrated um, Pooh's Grand Adventures, The Search for Christopher Robin, which I watched was a, as a kid. That's amazing. I never 1997. Knew that. And then Winnie the Pooh Holiday Dinner, 1998. And Winnie the Pooh, A Valentine for You, 1999. While Cleesey only narrated Winnie the Pooh in 2011. Huh. So, yeah, there you go. That's a little fun fact for you. But I guess. I love Winnie the Pooh. I, I do too. I think I would do like a Winnie the Pooh nursery if I ever had a kid. That's, That's what cute. my aunt did, and it was really cute. They did, like, full painting. That's cute. But I guess we can go into, is it a classic or not? So what's our definition? Um, I never have it, and I I, sh- I always ask Chantal I to send it to me. I think it's um, if basically the... if it can stand the test of time in terms of dialogue, costuming, scripts, uh, the pop script, culture. Um, pop culture, and the way it was shot in the sets all right so there's a rough version of it i'll go first because you have to go run and grab the baby before it runs away (laughs) alita's like all about crawling and look at her she's so happy she's like i know i'm doing it i'm gonna do it again have a chicken um but i would say i wouldn't say it's a classic but i definitely think it's a cult classic i feel like this movie is it's definitely something that, like, a niche group of people would want to watch. I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but definitely, like, it's, you have to watch it It's one of those it movies once. that I feel like it should be mainstream, though. You know, just because it's that good. Yes. So I think it, it should be. It just, yeah, I agree. It's more of a cult classic, but I feel like it definitely should be more mainstream than it is. <laughs> You got into my stickers. Yeah? Did you get into my stickers? Yeah, look at that little heart on your face. You're so cute. But I know you were... Uh... Here, here's another sticker. <laughs> You're just going to be stickerified. We're just putting stickers on this baby. All right, we're going we're gonna to take that away from you. You can have the stickers. Oh. You can, you can, yeah. That's exactly how you don't, use stickers. Don't give those to her. <laughs> They're going to get ruined. Oh, you can't do that. You can't touch that. All right. Well, anyways, that was the movie. Um, So highly recommend watching it. And then next week is going to be my pick, which was The Professional. So we will see you next weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday. So I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.